You are listening to a life-impacting message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi is the pastor of the First Love Church London, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills. The First Love Church is full of zealous young people who love and desire to work for the Lord. You will be encouraged and uplifted as you listen to this powerful message. It's a very exciting church. You saw all of our societies in the universities. So if you're here and you go to any of those universities, like Westminster, like South Bank, like Queen Mary, I mean, just, just like City. <laughs> I feel like going to City. <laughs> if you go to any of those universities and many, many more, please, please, please join the First Love Society. It's the best society on campus. It's better than ACS. It's better than, what else is there? The other ones. The other, yeah, it's better than those ones that are there. All right, well, we've got a jam-packed service for you here at Come 2021. We knew that you were coming. See what I did there? We knew, we knew that you were coming. And so we prepared. We prepared for you. So I want you to put your hands together and welcome. Oh, look, welcome. This is the best choir in the United Kingdom. They are called the greater love gospel choir. Put your hands together for them. the day of good news. This is the time to preach about Jesus Christ. This generation of Christians is responsible for this generation of souls. Lost people matter to God. to you and the command has been to go but most of us have stayed at home oh Jesus talk about Oh, you shall save his people from their sin. 
not heard it even once The spirit of Christ is the spirit of missions The nearer we get to Jesus, the more missionary we become Sympathy is no substitute for action And if Jesus Christ died for you Then no sacrifice can be too great For me to make for my Savior Oh, Jesus, Savior of the world Talk about Jesus, Savior of the world about the second coming of Christ while there are people who have not heard of the first coming why do we keep silence about the good news if we have the cure for cancer wouldn't it be inconceivable of the world How much more inconceivable To keep silence about my Jesus Savior Oh, Jesus Savior Jesus Savior of the world Jesus Savior of the world The world is the savior of the world. All we gotta do is tell the world, tell the world, tell the world that Jesus saves. Tell the world, tell the world, tell the world that Jesus sent Jesus. Jesus, savior of the world, is the savior of the world. Saved you and me, he's a savior for everyone. He saved us from sin, he's the savior of the world. Jesus, savior of the world. Jesus, savior of the world.
Well, 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 come 2021. Make some noise. Make some noise. Make some more noise. Aha. Aha, aha, Just had some powerful singing. Don't you think it was powerful? Did you like the singing? Are you ready for some more? Okay, hold your horses, hold your horses, hold your horses. Before we hear some more singing, we have some testimonies. Yes. Testimonies. And today, we're going to be hearing great change testimonies. Great change. Now, what is a great change? A great change is when God changes your life drastically. Drastically. So let's welcome one of the dancing stars. Her name is Sandra. So Sandra, introduce yourself. What's your name? Which centre are you from? Hi guys, um, my name is Sandra and I'm from UEL Centre and Dancing Stars. Wow, 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 wow. UEL Centre and Dancing Stars, fantastic. So what has God done for you? What has God changed in your life? So um, my testimony is about how I experienced and encountered the love of God. Wow, an encounter of the love of God. Okay, so where did it start? So, um, before I was saved, I actually um, used to have a mindset that love didn't exist, true love didn't exist, and that um, basically love was a game, and Mm. that there's no such thing as good love, good marriages, because I I grew up in a divorced family, so everything that I saw around me was just, it just wasn't good, it was just failing, and um, I actually used to be with a group of girls in college, and we used to just play love games. We used to manipulate boys. We used to. Hey. She used to manipulate boys with a yeah. group. Okay, carry yeah. on. Basically, we were we were scared. We were scared of getting heartbroken, so we would play games with boys. Yeah. Yeah. Mercy. <laughs> yes, and um, doing that, I just had this mindset. It was ongoing, and it actually got me in a very cold-hearted place where I wasn't able to love other people and. Um, wasn't able to love myself either or love my family yeah okay so what changed where did the change come from what made the difference for you yes so I actually came to first love um in August 2019 and as soon as I stepped in it was just peaceful and I've never seen anything like this before I've never seen a church like this before and um at the end when Bishop Richard was praying and doing the altar call um the Holy Spirit came upon me and that's when I just felt the love of God like never before um it was very yeah, it was very intense and it was very much like I've never felt like this before. I've never felt love like this before, like a tangible love. Yeah. So you found out that love does exist. Yes. Now I yes. believe love exists. Of course, I believe that as God has renewed my mind, he showed me that good things, that there can be good things. There can be good marriages. There can be good endings. Wow. You have to be optimistic. There is wow. hope for you. There is love for you. And that's the love of God. Yeah. Fantastic. So what would you tell somebody 
who maybe, you know, doesn't believe in love, maybe grew up in a divorced home, yeah. what would you tell them today? I would tell them that you need to come and encounter Christ. Yeah, God is the source of love. I never believed it before, but I truly do now. I'm a testimony for that. And wow. he is the love. He is love. Mm. God is love. God is yes. love. God is the source of love. Wow. Put your hands together for Sandra. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Greater love. Greater love. Greater love. That's what Jesus has to offer us. Okay. Who wants another testimony? All right. Let's welcome Vanessa to give us another testimony. So, what's your name? Which center are you from? My name is Vanessa, and I'm from the Queen Mary Center and the Dancing Stars. Wow. Great. So what's your testimony about? My testimony today is about how God rescued me from darkness. Wow. God rescued you from darkness. Yeah. Beautiful. So where did it start? How are you in darkness? Um, so before I was saved, mm-hmm. um, my family was part of a religion which originated from Zimbabwe. Hey. And the religion... <laughs> a religion which originated from Zimbabwe. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm listening. And in the religion, they don't believe in Jesus. Oh, so every time people mention Jesus, I was very skeptical. Like, mm. if I hear the word Jesus, I was just like, okay, like, okay, maybe just move away. So Jesus' yeah. name used to put you off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, my friends will ask me, "Oh, Vanessa, what religion are you are you a part of?" And I said, "Oh, I believe in God," and I just mm. left it at that. I okay. never like pursued a relationship with God or anything like that. I see. I see. Yeah. So what changed that for you? Um, well, so whilst um, I wasn't born again, I was also experiencing. Um, like I was part of a, an abusive relationship, mm. um, which affected me mentally. So oh, when okay. I went to uni, like I involved myself in reckless behaviour. So like showing off in front of my friends, mm. like was getting drunk all the time. Okay, yeah. you said reckless behaviour. So yeah. go into detail. Uh, How was the behaviour reckless? What were you doing? What were you doing? So every time I go out with my girls, I would just. <laughs> um, I would drink the most, get oh. with the boys, mm. show off in front of my friends, stuff okay. like that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you didn't believe in God, yeah. but you used to say that you believed in God. Yeah. And then your parents used to practice a religion that was from Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you used to behave recklessly with your friends. Yeah. So what changed all of these things for you? Um, so the first year of uni, mm. um, I was walking to Nepal and then someone came to me and they evangelized to me. They spoke to me about a church for first love. Mm. And they also spoke to me about Jesus. And I was like, okay, let's wow. stop. Okay, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> but um, I became friends with them like over a period of time. They invited me to a games night, okay. and then from the games night, I ended up coming to church, wow. which I was very confused about. Um, <laughs> um, like I really enjoyed the church service; like it was really, really powerful. But I didn't give my life to Christ. I said, "Okay, this is my last day in church. Like I love mm. it all, but you're not going to see me again." Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, so did you end up coming again? Yeah, coming I came multiple times. Two months I was coming, yes. but I was still saying I'm not coming back. Wow. I don't know how I came. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. Wow. It didn't make sense. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then on the 9th of February 2019, mm. yeah, um, I paid for an activity at my uni, like for the whole day. Okay. Someone messaged me, said, "Oh, come to Saturday service on Saturday. Mm. What am I doing in church? <laughs> okay. It doesn't make sense." <laughs> okay. So. Um, 
I said, oh no, I paid for an activity, so I'm obviously not going to come. She messaged me again. I was thinking, what's wrong with this girl? Wow, she was persistent. again. Wow. Um, yeah. Mm. <laughs> and she was persistent. during the activity, they said, oh, if you want to leave early, you can ask. I said, no, I'm not leaving early. Hey. But then, like, I don't know what was happening. Like, I just wanted to go to church. Mm. Yeah. I feel like the Holy Spirit was telling me to come home, to like, wow. go to church. Wow. Yeah. Hey. So what would you advise somebody who's, um, how would you advise somebody, you know, who has that kind of upbringing and uncertainty in their upbringing, uncertainty in their religion, lots of doubts about Jesus, what would you tell them today? Um, So I've been saved for almost three years now and I can only say that um, I experienced true joy. Um, I'm not involved in the abusive relationship anymore by the grace of God. Only that day, 9th of February, everything stopped. Wow. Yeah, honestly a miracle. Wow. Wow, we thank God. Beautiful. Well, let's give our hands, let's give a clap for her. Wow. Give our hands, mercy. Jesus is the way Jesus is the answer For the world 
Let me 
But I believe that today as we gathered, our burdens are about to be lifted because we are about to find the rest that lies in Jesus Christ. So with a shout of joy, with zeal, with excitement, with a come 2021 shout of praise, let's welcome our pastor, Bishop Richard Father, we want to thank you for today. Thank you for this blessed opportunity to be in your presence. I ask, Lord, that your perfect will be done. Let the Holy Spirit move amongst us. Holy Spirit, work amongst us. Thank you for conviction. Thank you for salvation. And thank you for the blessing of hearing your word. Let your perfect will be done, O oh Father. Thank you, Lord, for your abundant grace to give us this blessed opportunity in your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Fantastic. Take your seats. Wow. What a blessing. You're all welcome to church. Are you excited to be in church? I think church is a very nice place, isn't it? We used to think church was some dead place that you sing some boring songs. But now you can see that church is very, you know. I mean, church is for you. Yes. How many of you have realized that church is for you? It's not for, it's not for your none. It's really for you, isn't it? It's made for you. Wonderful. Tell your neighbor that can welcome to church. Okay, so today I have a brief, brief, I mean, it's a very short sermon, but a very important sermon all the same. Um, once you're in church, you have to hear the word of God. I know some of you love, we, could, we wish you could dance all day, isn't it? But we have to hear the word of God as well, because there's the most important thing you can experience in church, which is to hear the word of God. So I have a title for today's message, and um, as short as it may be, the title is, All Dead People Are Still Alive. How many of you know somebody who is dead? Or you know someone who died? Only six people. I wish I were you. Some of you don't know anybody at all. Really? Okay, yeah, now everybody knows someone. Everybody knows someone. So all the people you are thinking about who are dead, they are still alive. So, we're going to read the Bible because it also means that it also means that 
when you also depart, you will still be alive. So, it leads you to the question, where will you be alive? You know, like, like someone travels, someone you know, a friend or whoever travels, and you ask the person, so where are you staying? So where are you staying? Uh, someone told me the other day that she was going somewhere, I asked the person, where are you going to stay? When you go, where are you going to stay? And who are you going to stay with? So where will you be when you disappear from the shores of the United Kingdom and you are in another country? I was asking, where are you? Where are you staying? Where will you be? And the person was telling me where they will stay and I was advising them about that place and who they were going to stay with and what we're going to do. Because when you are not here, you are present somewhere else. In the same way, every, every funeral you have at- attended or every funeral you have heard of or anybody you have heard of who has died, what I need you to understand today before you leave this service is that that person is still alive elsewhere. And that will be the same for your life and for you. When you depart from this world, you will be alive somewhere else. Where will that place be? Where will that place be? Where will you be? When you are not, when you are, when you are not in England, you are not in Belgium. Yes, you can't say you are in Antwerp. You are not in Antwerp. Yes. If you are here and you die, it doesn't mean that you've moved to Antwerp. You're not in Antwerp. You're not in Brussels. Where will you be? Where are you going to be? That's our, that's our important question today. And it's a question. And that's our important question. Because all dead people are still alive. Anybody you read about, you hear on the news, breaking news, this person has been stabbed here, this person has been murdered here, this person has died, this has happened. All of them are still alive. All of them. All of them. And you know, you know, when it gets to talking about death, it is something that is going to happen to everybody. When I talk, when, when I talk about Germany, not everybody will go to Germany. Not everybody will go to Nigeria. Not everybody will go to DR Congo. How many of you have been to DR Congo before? Yeah. Not everybody will ever go there. No, no, even, even in the country that you live in. Country is even big. Even in the city that you live in. You can live in a city for years and never visit certain parts of the city. Yes. I'm sure London Eye. How many of you have never been to a London Eye before? Yes. Never been to a London Eye. Look at that. No, lift up your hand. You ever been to a London Eye? Yes. It's too slow. Okay. Forgive. <laughs> but that's the whole idea. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so you see my point that you can, you can be living somewhere and never visit some places and never see some places. I, I remember someone telling me that... Um, she got a job. Um, where was it? Where was the job? She got a job somewhere in North London. There's someone who lives in South East London. So got a job in North London. I think it was somewhere in either Hendon or Barnet, one of those places. I can't remember where. But up there. But I always remember because I was amazed at what the person kept saying. I didn't know that there was a place like this in London. And I kept asking, a place like what? It's a place like that place. It's different from where I live. You see where I'm coming from. It's like you've been. It's like the person has been around. And this is an adult. Adult. Um, adult female. Black adult female. 
Yes. See that it's like this. It's it's like it's like the person was amazed that the place exists. The human beings live there and there's life there. So you can be in a place and never see some other places. You can you can you can be invited. You can be, how many of you have been invited to a party you didn't attend? How many of you had a GP appointment you never honored? You never went. You've had GP appointments, you didn't go. And up to today, you still haven't been. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you received your healing. Okay. No problem. No problem. Okay. How many of you have missed a flight before? Missed a flight. Okay. I have, I have a record that I've never missed a flight before. Yes. Well, I've missed a flight once. Okay. But I'll explain why it is not missing a flight. I missed the flight because I knew I was traveling on the 13th. Just for, first for instance, I'm traveling on the 13th. Whoever bought the ticket, bought a ticket for the 12th. But between me and the person in my mind, it's the 13th that I'm traveling. So when I arrived on the 13th, the, do I tell him that? And I don't know why that lady kept using the expression, you've missed your flight. And I said, I said, look, if the flight was at 2 p.m., I was standing in front of her at like 12 noon. And I, I kept on saying that, it's 12 noon. What do you mean by I've missed my flight? Is the flight not 2 p.m.? She said, yes, the flight is 2 p.m. I said, but you've missed it. I said, what do you mean by I have missed my flight? Then she said, gentlemen, listen to me. Your ticket that you have paid for was yesterday. The flight left yesterday. And you have come today, 24 hours later. Do you understand how I missed my flight? So I've missed my flight once, but I've not really missed the flight. Because I came at the right time. Yes. 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 Yes, it's not, I mean, it's not missing a flight. So, anyway, let's keep preaching. What I'm saying to you is that there are some things you can miss. It's like a flight, you can miss, your, you can arrive late and you can miss, your, but you can't miss death. No, no, you can't, you, you, can't, you can't say to death that, oh, I was supposed to die today, but I didn't come, I didn't come to where I was supposed to die, so I'm not there. No, no, you can't, you can't, you can't do that. Why, can, why can't you do that? Why, can, why, why wouldn't that happen? Job chapter 14 and verse 5. Don't worry, we'll come back to this, this one as well. Job 14 verse 5 says that seeing his days are determined. Maybe let me read from verse 1. I'd like to read from verse 1. Verse, verse one. So you can, you can see that. You can't say, you can't say that I'm supposed to die this afternoon. I'm supposed to have died this morning, but I was in church, so I didn't die. Yes. There's nothing like that. Let's see what the Bible says. The Bible says that man that is born of a woman is of few days and full of trouble. May you escape all troubles. He cometh forth like a flower and is cut down. He fleeth also as a shadow and continueth not. And dost thou open thine eyes upon such an one and bringest me into judgment with thee. I hope you can understand the English. Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? Not one. Okay. 
Seeing his days are determined. You see, your number of days on earth is determined. In other words, it's set. It's set. It's fixed. It's fixed. Then, the number of his months are with thee. That is, God has the number of months. God knows the number of months you will live in this world. If you die at 75, it's 75 times 12. That's the number of months you've been given. So his number of months are also with God. God has it. Nobody would like to know the day that they'll die, isn't it? Would you, would you like to be, to be sent a, a text? I, I, mean, I wouldn't like to know. I don't know about you. Would you like to know? I don't think you would like to know. I mean, it's not a nice thing. Yes. I would like to know the day I'll become anointed. Yes. I know I would like to know the day I'll preach to a thousand people every Sunday. Or a thousand people every day. Or ten thousand people on Sunday. I'd like to know that date. So I can look for it towards it. But not the day that I'll be checking out. I wouldn't like to know. At all. He says, the number of months are with thee. Then he says, thou hast appointed his bounds. Or boundaries. That he cannot pass. He cannot pass. He cannot pass that year. He cannot pass that month. He cannot pass that week. He cannot pass that day. He cannot pass that hour, the hour of the day. And then the minute of the day, and then the second of the day, it is set. It is set. If if, if it's on the 55th second, you breathe like this, 54, 55. That's it, it's set. You can't negotiate and say that I'm changing that date. I'm going, to, I'm going to ask for another date. So this is one appointment that you can't cancel. Like you've canceled your appointments with your GP. Perhaps you, did, you didn't even bother to cancel it. You just didn't turn up. Yes. You didn't even bother to cancel it. You just didn't turn up. That's what I say. There, there, you can, there are a lot of things you can change. Like flights, traveling somewhere. You can decide that I'm not traveling. I'm not going. I'm not going. And then that's it. You don't, you don't even say anything. You just don't turn up. Just don't turn up. You don't travel. You don't move. You don't do. You don't do it. Or someone invites you for a party, and then you don't turn up. You just, you just, you just decide. Oh, look, I'm not coming. I'm not going. Or someone invites you for a wedding. How many of you have been invited for a wedding that you didn't turn up? Yes, a wedding. You just didn't go. You clap when it was announced in church. You clap. You screamed. You shouted, but you didn't turn up. Yes, it was not even in your plans. But this one, this one, that's why he's saying that thou has appointed his bounds that he cannot pass. I hope, I hope you, can, you can understand the seriousness of what I'm reading to you. That It is set. It is set. You can't pass it. And because it is set that you can't pass it, you can't, you can't change it. You can't negotiate and say, no, I don't want to go in October. I would like to go next year, January. You, because, because you can't do that. What you have to do now is to prepare. Prepare towards that appointment. Because that appointment will happen. It will come to pass. It will be done. So you have to now prepare and ask yourself that. What happens after this appointment? What what am I going to do? Because all dead people are still alive. All of them are still alive. Hebrews Hebrews 9.27 says that. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, 
I like, I like this verse, wants to die, because when you get used to computer games and all those things, you feel you have five lives. Yes. Yes, you feel you have five lives, you feel you have six lives. You feel like you try again, you try again, you have another, they say you try again. How many feel like playing games on your phone? Yes, you're always playing games on your phone, yes. Yes. I also play games on my phone sometimes. I play, I play games. Yes. Yeah, I play games. That's, that's for happiness. Especially when I'm, I'm on the train and I'm tired, I don't want to fall asleep and miss my stop. Yes. So when I'm with people, very, very seriously. Now they are used to me when they, just, when they think I'm, I'm really having a meeting. Now they are used to that it's not a meeting. They just say, no, he's playing a game. He's playing a game. If you like go and have a pee you see. And when you have a pee you see that I'm very, very, very busy overcoming something. I need to get to the next level. Yes. Yes. But when I see five lives, I say to myself, no, this, is not, this, this is not real life. In real life, you don't have five. You don't have five. You have one. That's why I say it's appointed once to die. Not twice. Not three times. Not five times. Then after the fifth, it's like, now, yes, I'm dead for real. No. Once to die. And then after this, the judgment, the judgment, the judgment. You know, the scripture says that and we shall all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. We shall all appear before the, every single one of us will appear before the judgment seat of Christ. So if you are dead, how can you appear before the judgment seat of Christ? So the, the first reason I'm giving you today why, I, why all dead people are still alive is because all dead people will appear before the judgment seat of Christ. And it's appointed unto man once to die and after death, judgment. So if you, are, if you are dead, dead, and you are vanished, how can you appear before a judgment seat? You have to, you have to be in a certain form alive or around somewhere to be able to appear before the judgment seat. Why? If you take, take, can you have my face? All shall appear before the judgment seat. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he has done, whether it be good or bad. You can't change this one. This appointment, you can't change it. You can't change it. You can't, you can't, you can't apply for amendments and then the court should be adjourned and then so that you can change your plea and adjust. You can't, there, there's nothing, you can't do all those things. No, 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 no. You can't postpone. You can't, there's nothing. You have to appear there. So if everybody is going to appear there before the judgment seat, everybody to account for the things you've done, whether they are good things or bad things. So it means that as we are living, there are records somewhere of everything you are doing and why you are doing what you are doing and why you did what you did and why you are going to do what you will do. Hmm. Are you thinking about some things already? Yes. 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 That's why you need Jesus. That's why you need Jesus. You need Jesus for mercy. You need Jesus for forgiveness. That your sins can be washed away. Because nothing can wash your sins away. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. 
all the things you've done, maybe you can't believe it. All the things you've done can be wiped off. It can be wiped away. I don't know how many terabytes of your activities there will be. But you can appear before the judgment seat of Christ and your, 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 your hard drive is empty by the blood of Jesus. It's been washed away. The only thing, the only thing that will be left are the good things for your crowns and for your rewards. Yes. Only Jesus can do that. 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 Jesus in your life, receiving Jesus into your life, receiving the forgiveness of your sins through Jesus Christ in your life means that, means that I can imagine someone somewhere, an angel or whatever is somewhere deleting, deleting, will rise up this evening, will rise up this evening, go into your records and say, delete, 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 delete. Someone say, even this morning, delete it, delete it. He's saved. The blood is washed away. Delete, 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 delete. Delete that one as well. That one as well, delete it. Maybe the angel will be saying, no, 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 no. This person is very... He say, look, I died for him. I shed my blood for him. You cannot hold this against him. Delete. Delete it. Your sins can be deleted. Your sins can be washed away. Yes. Into the sea of forgetfulness. Into the sea of nothing, nothing washes out, nothing washes away your sins but the blood of Jesus. Nothing can do it. Nothing. Your your good works. Sometimes people like to do good things. Good things to cover up bad things. Your good things can't pay for your evil things against God. Your good works. The scripture says that our righteousness are like filthy rags before him. Believe it this evening. Nothing can wash away your sins. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing. Not your good works. People like to do good works. People like to give offerings. People like to make donations. People like to support charities. Just to, you know, massage their conscience. Massage their conscience. Massage it. And make them feel like I'm doing something good. While they continue... In sin and rejecting the love of God. It's like I'm just giving some donations to all some charities. I'm supporting all people suffering from bone cancer. Then it's like I'm okay. I'm okay to continue to continue without Christ and without salvation. But nothing washes away your sins. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And you are going to appear to account for yourselves. Whether you received Jesus or you didn't. Whether you receive Christ or you didn't. Whether you receive the love of God or you did not. There will be an appearance. Even if you've been dead for 100 years. I don't know when that judgment day will be or when that occasion will happen. But if you've even been dead for 100 years, you will rise up and appear before the judgment seat of Christ. All dead people are still alive. All of them. All of them without exception. All of them. All of them, all the, all the close people you know. The closest people I know who have passed away, my dad, my brother, and a sister. I have, three, I have three people that are close to me that have passed. 
but all of them are alive. Somewhere, I wish I could say where they are. I hope they are in a good place. All of them, all of them are alive. None of because because they have to appear before the judgment seat. And we, I will also have to appear when I go. And you will also have to appear when you go. So though we'll be crying here, you have disappeared here on earth. You have appeared somewhere. Mm. James chapter 4, verse 14. So the first reason is because you appear before the judgment. The second reason is because even though you vanish here, you've appeared somewhere and you've appeared elsewhere. And that's James chapter 4, verse 14, which says that, Whereas you know, whereas you know not what shall be done on the morrow, for what is your life? What is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. That is your life here. That's the life here. You appear for a little while and then you vanish away. That's our life. But when you have vanished, even, even water, even water in your kettle, as you are boiling it and you leave it, you leave it on, and it can be on. It can be on for a long time. And it's boiling and boiling and boiling. It starts evaporating. Is that not what you call it? You see the steam. So as the water is vanishing from the kettle, it's appearing in another form. It, it has not exactly disappeared from the earth. So your life is like a vapor that appeareth for a while. And the world can be 90 years. It can be 80 years. Your life has appeared for a while, but it's finished. I mean, there are great and important people that we know who have lived. They they have vanished. We all know Nelson Mandela, isn't it? Yeah, we all know him. He appeared for a while, but he's gone. He's gone for a number of years now. But he's alive somewhere. Princes, princesses, queens, kings who have lived. All of them who have lived and gone. They have vanished from the earth, but they've appeared somewhere else. All of them are alive. All of them are alive somewhere. The question is where? Where are they? Where are they? And what is happening to their lives? And then my third point, which perhaps could easily be my final point for today, is that (laughs) is that all that people are still alive either in heaven or in hell. Luke Have you found the book of Luke? Chapter 16 and verse 19. All dead people are still alive. And my final point to you today is that they are alive. You see, I keep asking you that, where are they alive? So I'm answering that question now, that they are either alive in heaven or they are alive in hell. One of the two. But alive, they are alive. Never think that let's live today, enjoy, and be happy, and then tomorrow we die. 
The last time I heard somebody say that, the scripture says that, thou fool. It's not like, it's not like you live today, drink, eat, dance, and have this life. It's like this is all that there is to life. This is not all that there is to life. If this was all that there is to life, then the turkey you'll be eating this Christmas is more valuable than you. Because when the turkey dies, you spend money to buy it and roast it and eat it. When you die, nobody will buy you to eat you of, of any use. Yes. You are put in a box. They dig. They dig. If it's a private cemetery, they dig, they dig six feet deep and put you there and walk away. And occasionally, they'll come and visit you with flowers. But nobody ever takes you home. But you will take that precious, precious dead meat to your house to go it, it. It cannot be. It cannot be that the turkey, the chicken, the pork, the sheep, the mutton that you'll be eating is more valuable than you. It cannot be. It cannot be and it should not be. It's not possible. That turkey is of more value to you. Because this Christmas, you'll be buying turkey. You'll be buying chicken. You have some roast lamb and roast pork. Yes. Then man with all our intelligence and all the things. But take it cannot be of more greater value than us. Yes. <laughs> look, look at somebody. He said, I will say to my soul, soul. Thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease. It's like relax. It's like you have prospered. Relax. Relax. Eat, drink, and be merry. <laughs> but God said unto him, you're a fool. It's like, it's like that's how fools think. Fools think that, that, that all that there is to life is what we see. Let's just eat. Let's just drink. Let's be happy. Let's be happy means let's have parties. Let's enjoy. Raves. Revelings. Let's just live anyhow. Like someone said, recklessly. Let's live recklessly. Let's do anything we have to do. Because there's nothing to that. After all, we've accomplished everything. Finished schooling. Got a good job. Got a home. Got a car established, it's like I'm happy it's like this, it's like what can ruin my life, what can ruin my life what can ruin your life is in eternity that party is in eternity that after you are dead you feel when you die, that is it no, when you die you are still alive after this death is judgment Luke 16 did we read it? verse 19, it says that there was a certain rich man, pay attention now there was a certain rich man now we are going to decide where, where people will be. Where will you be? Where will you be? Based on the scriptures. Based on the scriptures. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fed sumptuously every day. Wow. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus. You know, this is not, not like a parable. Because he's giving us the names of the people involved. The names of the people are being mentioned. So the, ben, the person is called Lazarus. Which was laid at his gate. That is at the rich man's gate. 
So every time the rich man is driving out of his, out of his house, either in his Tesla or his Range Rover or his Rolls Royce or his Bentley, every time he's driving out, he sees, he sees Lazarus at the gate. Maybe he will have some biscuits in his car that he doesn't want to know here. He just takes it up. He will not even bother to put it in his hand. He just... And then just presses a button and then there. He comes up and then he drives off. He drives off, busy talking on the phone, chatting on the phone with some, with some giggling girls. He doesn't even have time to even pay attention to Lazarus. Like, you know, he just, he just zooms off. Yes. He laid at the gate full of souls. Verse 21. And desiring, desiring, that is, he has, you know, when you meet someone who is desirous of something, the person wants something from you, you can tell from the look in the eyes, the look in the eyes, the look in the eyes, that, won't you say something to me? Won't you give me something? Won't you say something? Won't you give something? So as you meet people, you, you can see that this person wants to talk to you. You can tell from the eyes that this person just wants to talk. Not even, not even solve any problem. I just want to talk to you. I just want to talk to you. You see from the eyes. That's desire. You see desire in the eyes. Desire is seen in the eyes. <laughs> desiring. What this man is desiring is to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Is it sometimes when, when you read this, you can imagine, maybe you imagine that he's sitting there whilst the rich man is eating. No, he's not there. When, they, he, when the rich man finishes eating and they collect the rubbish, the servants in the house, he's desiring that they'll bring it to him at the gate, that they won't forget about him and put it in the dump, but that they will bring, they'll say, there's a man at the gate. He will like this and this. You see, the rich man didn't eat everything. It looks as if he didn't like the chicken today. So let's take it to the man at the gate. Imagine how many days these guys will forget about him. Or even if they don't forget, they are busy. And then maybe the leftover is going bad or is rotting in the, in the black bag. Then someone remembers that they carry the rag, rag, red black bag and walk to the gate and say, this is what we have. They throw it at him. Throw it at him and even say, go and get a job. Then he'll be going through the cramps which has fallen from the rich man's table. That is his life that he was living. That's the life that he was living here. Then one day, verse 22, one day it came to pass. That is to say, one day the beggar died. It's no surprise. Are you surprised that he died? Someone doesn't get food, doesn't have a good diet, doesn't have all the, I mean, he would die. One day he would die. One day he would die. But when he dies, you say that he has died out of his struggle, the deficiencies, the different, the different illnesses and sicknesses in his life. So it can be explained that he died. He had all these sores that the dogs were licking. So he must have died. He must have died from an infection. He had high temperature. Nobody attended to him because he had an infection and he had died from a shock. Hmm. The beggar died. And was carried, was carried by angels, not the dead body, not the dead body. After he had died, 
another part of him was alive. The real, the real Lazarus was now carried by angels. <laughs> the day you die, there will be angels waiting to carry you, to lift you, if you qualify. You will qualify. Yes. They carried him to to Abraham's bosom. Then later on, the rich man also died. I mean, if you know, no matter how rich you are, you remember I read to you Job fourteen five. There's a boundary, so he bound, his boundary came. He couldn't cross it. All his specialists, doctors, and everybody they tried everything to bring him back to life. They tried to resuscitate him. He, he couldn't come to life because they are rich. They are rich. The boundary. The year, the month, the hour, the second had come. So, he also passed. And then, he was buried. He had a funeral. He had a funeral and he was buried. Remember Lazarus was carried where? Abraham's bosom. This one, after his burial, he had a burial. He had a state burial, someone is telling me. A serious, a serious burial, well represented by the, all the dignitaries around. They were all there. But what they didn't consider is that this man, as we are weeping over him, reading fantastic tributes of the contributions he's made to the nation, to the society, to the community, as they were reading fantastic tributes, nobody perhaps bothered to ask that where is he? Because as they were reading the things in their sharp, dark suits, well-organized protocols and order of service, the man is in hell. He says that, and in hell, he lift up his eyes, being in torment. Can you imagine all the people who have such great respect for who never believed in God? As we are respecting them here on earth and showering praises on them in hell. In hell. In hell. In hell. He has eyes. The man that we buried, the rich man had been buried, but in hell he had eyes. He still has eyes after his burial. He still has eyes and he can see. So will you be. After your burial, you can see, you will realize that you, you will see. You will see and you will recognize people because he lifts up his eyes being in torments and seeth Abraham afar off. And then he recognized Lazarus, the man he used to throw his biscuit at and his leftover KFC. The man that he could see, he recognized, he said, that is Lazarus. I know him. I know him. And he began to feel that he still has the power that he had on earth. He said, oh, but that's, that's, the, that's the beggar. That's the beggar at my gates. See what he says next. He, he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. It's like, you know, with all due respect, Father Abraham, send Lazarus. Send Lazarus. Send Lazarus. In eternity, he still feels he has power. He's saying that send Lazarus. Send him. Send him. Send him because he was a beggar. He's a poor man. He has nothing to his life. Send him. Father Abraham, with all due respect. You, your Father Abraham, we know you. We know you, your Father Abraham. But can you please send Lazarus? Send him. That he may dip 
the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am tormented in this flame because he was in hell where the fire is not quenched where the fire never dies out in his despair in his desperation all he's asking for is a drop of water it's a drop of water will be cool enough a drop of water will be good enough to cool me down because I am tormented. I am tormented. I am tormented. And I know from the life I had left, even when, even when my heating is not working, it's just one phone call, it will be fixed. So as I'm tormented here in hell, one sending of Lazarus, it will be fixed. But listen to the response. Father Abraham said to him, Hey, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest good thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. Torment. You see, when, when people have everything working for them, this is where the trouble starts. Then their heart turns away from God. Riches does not necessarily mean you go to hell. But riches must not turn your heart away from God. Having an iPhone shouldn't turn your heart away from God. <laughs> yes. Having a car should not turn you away from God. Having a boyfriend should not turn you away from God. Having breakfast, lunch, and dinner should not turn your heart away from God. Gaining, achieving first class should not turn you away from God. Having a PhD should not turn your heart away from God. Yes. Having that life that many desire to have should not turn your heart away from God. No matter what you get, no matter what you achieve. Make sure God is in your life. Make sure God is in your life. Make sure you still have God. Make sure you still have God. Because this one had good things in his life. And it looks like he turned his heart away from God. Verse 26. And beside all this, Abraham is explaining to him why he can't be given instructions from hell. He says to him, beside all this, there is a great gulf fixed so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot. Neither can they pass to us that would come from things. It means that you, people can't move from here, there. Neither can they move from there, here. Because if you, if you study immigration rules, there are some countries when you are going to, you need to apply for a visa that can take for about a year before you get it. But when they are coming to you, they don't need a visa. Or even when they need a visa, they can get it the same day. Yes. There, there are countries like that. How many of you know countries like that? Yes. Yes. When you are coming from there, so that's why it's explaining that we can't come, we can't come from here to you. Then shoot in case. This rich man will think that, okay, then I'll come. He said, no, 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 no. You also can't come from there here. You can't come. Because it's fixed. It's fixed. You can't come. It's not like on F. Where you can make, you can make a phone call to a consular somewhere and say that I need a visa to go to this place. I have a business meeting there. It's tomorrow morning. So can I have a visa today? And it's 8 p.m. And it will be done for him. 
And then he flies. He said, no, 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 no. You seem to have ideas that don't exist anymore. Yes. Things, things are different. Things are different. Verse 27. Then he said, I pray thee therefore. I want you to listen to the message of the dead. Who is still alive. He said, I pray thee therefore. If I can't come. If I have been condemned to this torment and fire. Then I'm, I'm pleading with you. I have some people who are still alive. He said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send them, him, send him. Again, he's still sending. Send him to my father's house. For I have five brethren, I have five brothers, five brothers, that he may testify unto them. Now, now he's into soul winning. Now he's into soul winning. He should go and testify. In that way, he should go and witness. He's going to become a first love. Somebody was criticizing first love. They said, there are first love warriors all over the streets. And all, all we were doing was evangelism. So there are first love warriors. They are all over. We are now starting. Yes. <laughs> he said, if, if somebody, if somebody who is dead is sending Soul witness, evangelists, witnesses that say, go to to my father's house. Go to my father's house. I have five brothers there. Lest, if you don't go and tell them the way their life, the way we live our life, they are just like me. They have followed me in everything. If you don't go and tell them, they will also come to this place of torment. You see why we witness? You see why we have the agency to witness? The agency. The agency. The agency. The agency. You know, some, sometimes you actually wonder whether Christians read their Bibles. Because if you read your Bible and you believe what you are reading, if you believe what you are reading, you will see the agency. Because somebody from the dead is speaking. They're saying that I have five brothers. They should they come to this. This place is real. This place is real. It's not an imagination. It's not a story. It's not a fiction. It's not, it's not some fictional thing. It's a real place. And I don't want my brothers to come there. I don't want them to come there. You see, he's not the only one who said he doesn't want his uh, brethren to come there. In John 3.16, God said, God said, you see, anybody you love, Anybody you love in this life, you don't want the person to go through hardship. Anybody you love, anybody you care about. That's what God said. The scripture said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever will believe in him, all he needs you is to believe in Jesus. He's pleading with you that he likes you so much that he knows the way out. He knows the way out of perishing. He said, Believe in Jesus, you will not perish. He said, anybody who believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Second Peter 3 verse 9, what does it say? <laughs> it says that the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, what? Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Look. God doesn't like perishing because he knows what it means to perish. He knows what it means to perish. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. Sit down so I can see uh, everybody. 
He doesn't like it. He doesn't like, he doesn't like the topic perishing. He doesn't want anybody to experience perishing. There's nobody here in this room hearing me, hearing me scream my voice away this evening that God feels you should be abandoned or that God thinks you are not good enough. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. God cares so much about us. He doesn't like perishing. God does not like perishing. God does not want anybody to perish. God does not want it. It is not God's will for anybody to go to hell. And you know, you know, let's grow up out of using hell as a swear word. To say, go to hell. To hell with you. No, then you don't understand hell. If you understand hell, you never say to someone, go to hell. Or you never use it as just, you know, just some expression. That go to hell. That is where somebody is screaming and saying, now go and talk to my five brothers. Go and talk to them. Go and talk to them. Otherwise, they'll come to hell. It's not a joke. It's not just, it's not just some expression that we just use casually. Anytime you see people using expressions casually, it means they don't understand it. You know, one lady was preaching once. You see, anytime you are, you, are, you are far from something, you use it as examples. You use it quite casually. It, be, it means sometimes it means sometimes it means you don't really appreciate it. You know, this lady was preaching in a church somewhere during the war in Sierra Leone. And she was using as an example how, how the rebels or the rebels would take an arm and ask you, do you want long sleeve or short sleeve? If you say long sleeve, they cut you right at the wrist. If you say short sleeve, they cut you right up here on the, on the, next to the shoulder. And she was using it as an example to illustrate something. But there was somebody in the congregation from Sierra Leone whose relatives, families have experienced such a thing. After the service, the person walked up to her and said to her that, you know, I enjoy the church and everything, but I don't like this example you use. Because you used it too casually. Too casually. It's like if you knew somebody who has had such an experience, you wouldn't be talking about it like this. You wouldn't be talking about it. I mean, it's like if you talk about it, either you break down and cry. Because it's not a joke. Short sleeve, long sleeve was not a joke. That's family, family, real people in his life who have experienced it. If a Christian reads such a passage, and you can appreciate that there's a place of torment. I wonder how you sleep without witnessing to a soul. I wonder how you look at someone and just walk away without sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is the gospel of forgiveness of sins. That your sins are forgiven. That your sins are forgiven. That receive Jesus and be saved. Receive Jesus and be saved. Receive Jesus and be saved. Be saved from what? From poverty? No. From lack of education? No. From, from, from absence of good health care? No. Governments provide all these things. Good governments provide all these things. To be saved from what? Bad roads? No. To be saved saved from what? From COVID? Of course not. To be saved 
from hell. From what we have read, there are two places. There are two places that every man will end up. Heaven or hell. God does not want you to go to hell. He does not want anybody to perish. But if, if, if you will receive and believe on his only begotten son, you will not perish. You will not perish. There's no ritual. There's no sacrifices. You don't have to fast to be saved. You don't have to empty your pockets and your bank accounts to be saved. You don't, you don't have to cut yourself up and be bleeding to be saved. You don't, you don't have to wear a sorry face to be saved. There's nothing to do to be saved but a prayer. A prayer to say, God, I accept this good and refreshing news that there's a hell and there's a heaven. And I can switch over from someone hell bound to heaven bound if I can receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. That is the gospel. That is the good news. That is the refreshing news. That is the news we must hear. Give me Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. You've got Romans? Hey, Romans has come. It says that, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Saved from what? Saved from what? An allergy? An allergy to nuts or allergy to ice cream? You will be saved from hell. You will be saved from hell. If you will confess and believe. And, and, it say, and it goes on to say that for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. If you can make that confession you will be saved. I think it's very simple. Sometimes it's, it's too simple to believe that that can resolve everything. That's why it says that if you will believe it you have to believe it. You have to. If you don't believe it it becomes like a joke. You have to believe that this is what God is saying. This is what God is saying. This is what God is saying about you. That everybody that you know that is dead is still alive. Where are they? Heaven or hell? Those who believed before they died, heaven. Those who did not believe before they died, hell. Everybody is still alive. It's not like you've been sentenced to jail for 20 years. Or sentenced to jail for 26 years. Is it That is the mind we have on earth. It's detention. It's just for a few hours. I'll be out of it. It's a reset. Oh, I'll just do it and I'll be okay. It's going to jail. A few years, I'll be back. I'll be out. So, so we become hardened towards punishment. This one, this one we are reading about, is for eternity. It's for eternity. There's no end. It's not for a few hours. It's not for a few years. It's not for a few months. It's just for eternity, forever. There's no end. That's the difference between experiences here on earth and experiences in eternity. It is forever. Forever. Sentence to hell is forever. It's not a few years. As, as some may think that, oh, it's just for, you know. I've visited people in prisons. Prison life can sometimes appear quite comfortable. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've visited, I mean, they, they had a good life. I visited ladies in prison. They had, they had makeup, everything. Makeup, hair, done, everything. They go to work and come back. It's, it's like, I mean, it's, it's quite a cool life. No rent, at least. Rent free, free food. 
Yes. The only thing is that you appreciate freedom. Yes, you appreciate freedom. One of them said to me that I went out and I saw people on their phones. That's when they struck me that, oh, so you don't have phones. They said, no, it looks as if I'm free. I move around, but you can't use a phone. You can't use it. He said, I went out. I saw people on their phones. And he said, it occurred to him that I hope the people on their phones appreciate what they have. Yes. Well, you're all on your phones. You don't know what it means, isn't it? Yes. But I'm telling you that hell is not the same as going to prison where you don't have phones. Phones, you can live without phones. You'll get verses. They'll tell you everything that's going on in the world. They'll tell you football scores. They'll tell you everything. They'll tell you Formula One, who has won. They'll see every, you'll be told everything. You'll be okay. But in hell, you can't cross over. You saw it. You can't cross over. You can't cross over. Today, today is my prayer that you make the right decision to receive the good news of Jesus into your life and get yourself a ticket for heaven. Because we all don't know when. We don't know when. We don't know when that boundary is. Even though we don't want to know, but we don't know when it will be. It could be today. It could be tomorrow. It could be next year. It could be 50 years from now. It could be 70 years from now. But there's a boundary. The day you cross it, you'll be secure. Decide that you'll be secure the day you are crossing it. Stand to your feet and let's thank God. Yes. You know, I want you to, I want you to pray what we're going to pray for just for about a minute or two. I want you to thank God for today. I want you to thank God for today. Try not to move around. We are just about to close off. So let's, let's just thank God. Let's just thank God for what he has said to us. The awareness he has brought to us today. Let's just thank him for it. Let's say thank you to God. Maybe, maybe you've never even thought about God. It's not something that you think about. But today you can see that he's brought you to a place to tell you his mind and his feelings towards you. How he loves you. How he cares about you. How he does not want you to perish. You want to say thank you to God. Thank you to him. Thank you. Thank you to God. Let's all pray. Let's be serious in church and just pray and thank God. Let's thank him. Let's thank God. Let's thank him. Let's thank God. It's not a time to joke. It's not a time to play about. I'm talking about real life. Real life and eternity. Let's thank him. Let's thank him. Let's say thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you for today. Thank you for today. Thank you for today. Thank you for today. Thank you for your mercies and for your love. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you for your help. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your blessing. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thanking him. Thanking him. I say, Lord, I run to you. Lord, I want to run to you. I want to come to you. I want to receive your salvation. I want to receive this great free offer of salvation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your blessing. 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 Jesus, I thank you. Jesus, I thank you. Thank you for that great sacrifice. Thank you for your word today. Thank you for your blessing today. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you. Thank you for this great blessing of coming into your house and being in your presence. Thank you for this opportunity you've given us today. Now, still in prayer, 
While if every eye is closed and every head is bowed, I want to pray specially for you today. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. It's a very important time. I want to pray for you specially this evening. If you are here this evening, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Maybe somebody invited you to church or you have been around, you've been going to church, but deep in your heart, you have no relationship with God. You are not sure whether it will be heaven or hell as we are talking about. As we are talking, you can say you are not sure. I want to pray for you specially. It just takes a prayer. Just takes a prayer to correct that. This evening, you want to say that, Pastor, please pray with me. I want Jesus in my life. I want my sins to be forgiven. While every eye is closed and every head is bowed, if you are here like that, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Please lift up your right hand wherever you are and I'll pray with you very quickly. Just your right hand. God bless you. God bless you. I can see your hand. God bless you. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. I want this Jesus you are talking about. I want my sins. I can see your hands. You also want to join in. Just your right hand. Keep it up. Keep it up. Just your right hand. I want want this Jesus. I need him in my life. I need him in my life. I want my sins to be forgiven. Nothing can help me. Nothing can save me. I need Jesus. I need salvation. I need salvation. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. Just a prayer tonight. Just a prayer tonight changes everything. Just a prayer of commitment to Jesus. Just your right hand I'll pray with you. Lord, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. I need Jesus. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. God bless you. I can see your hands. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. Don't think about the person standing to your left or to your right. The day you drop dead, you drop dead alone. The day you appear before the judgment seat, you appear alone. We are not going in pairs. We are not going with friends. We are not going as a family. We are not going as a gang. You go alone. Think about yourself carefully today. I need Jesus. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. I need Jesus. God bless you all. God bless you all. Now, if you have your hand lifted up, I want you to do one more thing. I want you to come to me right here in the front. Come, yes. You lift up your right hand. Come out of your seat. Come. 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 Come to Jesus. Maybe you didn't lift up your hand, but you want to come. Please come. 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 Come from wherever you are. You can see you're not alone. Come. Come and give your life to Jesus. Come. Yes, come. Come to Jesus today. There is room for you. There is room for you. There is room for you. Come. Come. Come to Jesus. Come. Come all the way. Come. Yes. Let nobody stop you. Let nothing prevent you. You are choosing Jesus tonight. You are choosing Jesus. You are choosing heaven over hell. Come to Jesus. All of you, all of you that are not sure, come to Jesus today. Come to him. Everybody here, you are not sure of your salvation. Come. Yes. Come to Jesus. Come to him. Come. You can still come. You can still come. I'm waiting for you. As we are singing, I'm waiting for you. As we are singing, I'm waiting for you. As we are singing, I'm waiting for you. Come to Jesus. Come and give your life to Jesus. Come and give your heart to Jesus. Oh, there is room. There is room.
us are waiting for you to make that step to the front. feeling shy or maybe you think it's a joke whatever it is you are thinking it's real maybe you are not so confident to walk up maybe the person standing next to you can walk with you because we've walked we've walked with people to all sorts of places to all sorts of places isn't it we've covered up for people for all sorts of you know misdemeanor today you can walk with somebody to the cross of Jesus Christ. To the cross of Jesus Christ. I want you to check with the person standing next to you and to ask the person that I can go with you. Maybe the person next to you, the person in front of you, wherever the person is around you, the person is not sure of their salvation. Today, you want to say, today I can go with you. I can go with you to the cross. So we're going to sing one more time. I want everybody here, check with the person around you and then let's come to Jesus as we sing for the last time. here to join us as we say this prayer if you want to come this is a good time to sneak in as well when we close our eyes and we bow our heads about to pray so I want you to say the prayer I don't want you to think it I want to say it out and say it out loud and confidently meaning every word that you say as we pray to God today and give ourselves to him say with me say heavenly father say it out loud heavenly father I am a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe in Jesus. I believe Jesus is alive. I believe he died for me and rose up again. Now say Lord Jesus please come into my heart. Please come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. Say, Heavenly Father, please wash away my sins. Now say, Thank you, Father, for accepting me and making me a child of yours. Say, Thank you, Father. Please write my name in the book of life. 
Say, from today, I will serve you. I give myself to you. I give my life to you. I want to serve you. Please help me to serve you and to live for you. In Jesus' name. Say loudly in Jesus' name. And shout the loudest amen you have ever shouted in your life before. Beautiful. God bless you. Congratulations. I want to receive these gifts that we have. Gifts, gifts. Is it just one person? To move fast, quick, speedy. God bless you. It's a free gift. A gift we give it to you. To read, to be blessed, to be helped. Wow. God bless you. Check the people on the second row too. Make sure everybody receives their gift. If you haven't received a copy, just give us a wave so we come to you. Great blessing, great mercy. Father, I pray for them. May they be established in your house. May they know your will. May they know you. May they have a sweet fellowship with the Holy Spirit, Lord. I pray, thanking you for salvation. There is no other way to receive salvation except through the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that today, by your grace, we have experienced it. May they be established in the faith and in you, O God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I'm sure some of you have not said amen all year round, so say a big amen. God bless you. Well, one quick announcement. At the close of service, where would we meet them? Right here? Right here. Where these wonderful dancers are. So at the close of service, all of you with a copy of the book, if you could just make your way here. We'll talk to you briefly. Briefly. Just briefly. Just to get to know you and to meet you for a few minutes. So right here. Just come right here. And then after that, you may freely go home. So God bless you. Thank you for coming up to receive Jesus. God bless you. You may go back to your seats. God bless you. Come for them as they go back. What a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. Clap for them. Clap. Keep clapping. What a blessing. 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 Is it not sweet to see soul saved? Is it not wonderful to see soul saved? So the blessing. Well, I also, I also like to pray for all first-timers. Today is your first time. I want to pray for you. I also want you to receive the gift. So if you're a first-timer here, you didn't come to the front, can you give us a wave so that we bring to you our gift and then I pray for you wherever you are. Today is your first time here, but you did not come to the front. Yes, just give us a wave. Just keep waving so that we can give you a gift, uh, just a free gift. Give us a wave. Give us a wave. Give us a wave. Give us a wave. Today is your first time, but you didn't come to the front. Let's get a free gift. 
It was a wave so that it's brought to you. If you haven't got the gift yet, a wave so it comes to you. It's a book. It's a Christian book. It's not Cinderella. Yes. Okay. Now let me pray for you. I want to pray for all first timers. Father, lift up your two hands like this. Let me pray with you. Father, I pray for all that are visiting us for the first time today. Thank you for this beautiful experience in your house and in your presence. May they be blessed. May, may the experience of today have a permanent effect on their lives. That they will love you. That they will be hungry for you. That they will be zealous for you. That they would admire you, Lord, and live for you all their days and all their lives. Thank you for this blessing and thank you for this help. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Put your hands together one more time. It's time for communion. Want to receive our communion? Yes, Lord.
the blood of Jesus. Drink all of it. Now stand to your feet for your blessing. Lift your hands. Thank you, Jesus. May this blood Thank you. release you free from every long-standing problem that has no solutions. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Amen. I decree and declare your total rescue Amen. and escape Amen. from any chain, any darkness, Amen. anything that keeps you down sets you free right now. Thank you, Jesus. Surely they shall thrust you out. Yes. Be thrust out now Amen. of your captivity. Amen. May you have a song. Amen. May you have a great deliverance. Amen. As you walk free from the works of darkness. Yes. The Lord bless you. I receive the it. Lord encourage you. Amen. The Lord fight against those who fight against you. Amen. The Lord contend against those who contend against Amen. you. The Lord bless you and make you great in the land. Amen. The Lord give you the upper hand in every crisis and every Amen. battle. In the name of Jesus Christ. Of Amen. And the Lord give you peace. Yes. I said receive peace. The Lord give you peace. And the Lord make you at peace. Yes. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Shout a big amen. God bless you. Take your seats. God bless you. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and Instagram. Have a blessed week.